Hello and welcome back to the podcast We Are Selling, brought to you by Realtair. My name's Lee Woodward from The Complete Salesperson Course. This week, we're going to continue on with the conversation about managing vendor expectations. It's the hottest topic in the country right now. And over the last two weeks, I've been touring around the country doing Managing Vendor Expectations, the actual workshop. And during that workshop, it was interesting how so many people felt they had come off track with what they used to do versus what they did in a hot market where it didn't matter and what they need to do now to have a vendor communication program. Now, be it that you are traditionally sending a letter to the owner, sending an email, text, video messaging, and we're seeing this blend of communication now do so well. Each of these assets are an asset of blended communication, meaning the text message early in the morning to the owner saying, hi, Helen, I'm in the office till 11 o'clock. Please call me if you need anything. That 8.15 text message is so powerful as the vendor drives past their unsold signboard because we know the vendor's having those thoughts at that time that maybe I'm with the wrong agent. And this is where the vendor timeline of every owner and every agent falls into place. And the vendor timeline is this. In the first week, they love you, but they're highly suspicious of any early offers you may have. In weeks two, they're starting to understand the process, they're seeing the marketing, and wondering how things will go. In weeks three, they're actually expecting an offer, which is why traditionally an auction is held on week four. In weeks five and six, they're now concerned they don't have an offer and now thinking maybe we've selected the wrong person. This is not an uncommon situation right across the country. So what we want to do today is talk about the assets, what you can do, and those just those little moments that make such a difference in managing the vendor timeline. And helping me out today is Mr. Danny Grant, who's been working with me over the last few weeks as well. Danny, great to have you with us. Why do you use the thank you for listing letter or email? Oh, it's a nice formal way of getting back to the clients, probably from a manager point of view or a director point of view, just to say, look, if you, this is a great agent, if you need to contact me for any reason, it's just a nice touch. And it's the first time the us word comes in as a company versus an individual, although many agents use the thank you for listing letter as a direct commitment contract of what they'll be doing. The next asset we have is the calendar of events. You've used this your entire career. Why does it work? It just helps keep owners on track in what your schedule of service is going to be for them as well. Stops the phone ringing. When are the photos? When was this? When was that? It's a nice prompt. Everybody works off a calendar themselves. So it just makes sense. And there are a lot of events that do happen through a sale. And Danny, we've even got people using pitch for their vendor management communication holder. So you've done the proposal, you can now add the thank you for listing content in there, or you could do a thank you for listing pitch. And the benefit of that is when they open it, you'll be notified, but you can load videos in of properties that have sold, you can put the marketing schedules in there. It's a very good multimedia way of handling the vendor management process, and you can still put your CRM PDF reports in there if you wanted to use it that way. Now, Danny, when you were running your own mini team, 
that effective business unit moment, you always had a list of business standards. Give us an example of that. A standard for open house, so arrive minimum of 10 minutes early. We just have it as a reminder to all the staff, and also it helps me when I'm pitching to remember these things that are actually standards, and they're little things that make a big difference. Our next asset is the reversed engineered email, and this is the process of we have the email pre-typed for a select and send method, and then we chat to the owner on the phone, and then we say we've covered a lot of information today. Let me just shoot you through an email of what we've discussed. It's a great part of vendor communication. Why do you do it? For two reasons. One is that you can pre-script what you're going to talk about, so you cover off everything. The other is that you can talk about a lot of things and your client might forget some of those important aspects or talk themselves out of something. Whereas if they've got it in writing, they can read it over and over again. Templated SMS. How are you using this? This will be for communication to buyers through a sale or a potential listing that you're going to get or communicating through a vendor through a sale. So just a series of things that you don't have to think about and you just know that, okay, this SMS is due now. Give me an example of an SMS you may send to an owner. It might be sort of a gap day that you're not communicating with a vendor. So it might be, look, got an open house tomorrow, look forward to it, we'll see you at 10 to whatever. And it's just a little prompt to show them that you're still thinking of them. Our next asset is vendor reporting. You do this weekly. You're quite famous for the withdrawn interest section of a report. How long does it take you to get your type of report right so the owner can see the clear score? Oh, I think by the time we got to a decent one was about five years and I uh, was still making adjustments to it. But yeah, very important tool in vendor management. Our next asset is the vendor meeting plan and agenda. Danny, you've got set meetings. You're a prominent auction agent, so there's a compression on your time frame with the owners. Give us an example of what you use in the agenda. I use an agenda on a listing presentation. I also use it when I'm setting a reserve or having a reserve meeting with a vendor. And that's just, I will start off by going through that agenda every time. This is what we're going to cover off. And it means that Every main topic is going to be handled and it stops me being interrupted or taken out of sequence for that meeting. I deal with a lot of professionals and it's certainly something different that they won't get from other agents. Which brings us to our next key point or asset, which is the price adjustment system. And I think everything we've discussed so far, the dots connect together to allow you to have the professional trust to adjust price. But quite often, sometimes you've got to adjust price, especially in the auction method, with guide. How are you able to do this with the guide changing on a weekly basis if needed? It's I've spoken with the vendors right before we start. So when I'm talking about setting a price guide, so in a set-to-sell meeting before we start the campaign, I'll tell them how many buyers I'm expecting to get through after that first open house and what will happen if I'm not happy with the reaction or the score I'm going to give them out of 10. So they know automatically when I've had an open that's not great that what's actually coming. So it's setting them up for it. Our next asset is the offer and acceptance process. Let's say we're out of auction time. It could be it was passed in. We're moving into the next week, first week after the auction. What do you do for your offer and acceptance process? Once an offer's coming in or we're negotiating, I'll get it actually put in writing from the buyer and a form will go out to them once an offer is accepted that they need to fill in, so solicitor's details, etc. And then I let them know that Diane is going to be in touch with them and their solicitor to finalise it from there. 
which brings us to an important part of the vendor communication program, contract management. As we know, if it's not an auction situation, it could get out of control and the legal parties, solicitor, a conveyancer, need a lot of management. What do you do here? For instance, preparing for an auction beforehand, we need to make sure that we've got all our contract changes across if we do have an updated contract for the auction and just making sure they're happy with how we're going to conduct the exchange or if it's 5% deposit, whether they want a special clause for that. So it's just preparing for things that could go wrong. Little things like we'll completely bound our sale contracts so we don't have that instance where someone says a page was missing, I'm going to rescind the contract and physically going through the exchange on the spot, the purchaser and the vendor, so making sure every page matches and then getting them to sign an authority to an exchange form so there's no possible way that something can slip through the cracks. And then our final asset of mastering the vendor communication program is our sold to settlement trail or activity plan. Quite often when a property is sold, the stickers on the board, settlement seems a long distance for our consumer and the agent lacks communication. What's some of the wow points or touch points in your process, Danny, that makes this a different experience for the consumer and also allows you to be a standout agent? Again, it's the little service things that stops them ringing in and saying what happens here, what happens there. So we'll send them an email out saying that you need to provide tax file number, etc. I'll get in touch with the buyer after a week and say, look, do you want to have another look through the property? Do you want to perhaps do some measuring up? Little tips on, look, you might want to measure the fridge cavity or bits and pieces. Did you want to get a builder through? Things like that. And also pre-warn the vendor that we are going to offer that. Danny, great information. If everything was done in the vendor communication program, it's a known fact, but the easiest owners are the ones that have been well managed and they're easily managed when you have assets and parts of your program that are there and designed for the predictable surprises that pop up in any sales process. Danny, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Lee. And that concludes another tip for We Are Selling. Big thank you to all the feedback that we are receiving on the program. And for those of you that are attending the Complete Salesperson course, I look forward to seeing you in your state when that arrives. And then for those that are not on the Realtor platform yet, please reach out to realtor.com and book your demonstration. I'm Lee Woodward, appearing on behalf of Realtor. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.